Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello? Hey. Hey, man. I'm recording, by the way. Great. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is the Life Autistic Podcast with your host, Ryan Summers. With me, as always, is my producer and friend, Drew Skitt. Hey, Drew, how are you today? I'm confused as to how I should be speaking right now. Well, I think you sound just wonderful. Uh, Check one, two. Check one, two. (laughs) We seem to be... Oh, my gosh. Drew seems to be having some technical difficulties, and he keeps... uh, getting tossed out of the conversation. Um, We are today going to be speaking with uh, Armani Williams is going to be on the show today. Now he is a young man from Michigan. Uh, I believe he's uh, 20 years old. He is a race car driver who is also openly autistic. And uh, we are very excited to speak with him today. So uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Oh, there he is. He's coming in. He's there. He's oh, Armani Williams is here. Woo! Hello. Hello. Yes, there he is. Armani, welcome. Uh, hey, Mr. Summers. Hey, Mr. Skid. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. We're just, uh, I'm Ryan. That's true. Whichever way he is on your screen. (laughs) Am I right? I see him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Drew's having a bit of technical difficulties today. He keeps getting sort of tossed out of the call, but coming back in. So don't be alarmed by that. But uh, um, as long as you guys can hear each other, that's the most important. Yeah. Well, dude. Yeah. I can uh, hear him. Welcome to the Life Autistic Podcast, my friend. I got to tell you, we're we're super excited to talk to you today. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm excited as well. Right on. That's very cool. Um, do you want to uh, uh, just maybe start with just introducing yourself and telling you know the the seven or eight people who watch this <laughs> a little bit who you are, <laughs> a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so, you know, name is Armani Williams. Um, I am 20 years old um, from Gross Point, Michigan. I was, you know, diagnosed uh, with autism and uh, I am a professional race car driver. You know, I mean, at least um, growing up uh, with autism, you know, um, it was always challenging. You know, like as a kid, I was always, uh, you know, a sh- you sort of like a shy guy from uh you know if you ever play those mario games or whatever i was kind of like the, the shy guy type person yeah. that never really talked a lot never really did a lot of things you know i think you know over time you know i started developed a, a liking for cars you know i, I would yeah. have a, a collection of uh, hot wheels or matchbox type cars just yeah played them on the kitchen counter, whether it was at my grandparents or at my parents' house, you know, I, I just really loved cars in general. And, um, you know, and then I heard something uh, called NASCAR. And, you know, when I heard a NASCAR, I'm like, hmm, this NASCAR thing sounds pretty cool. I, I got to check this out. <laughs> and, you know, they would 
played them on TV during the weekend, mostly on Sundays. And the first mm-hmm. time I ever watched it, you know, it, it, it really fascinated me right away. You wow. know, I, it just like, I, I did not want to watch anything else. I just wanted to see those cars, just wow. seeing how fast those cars are going and just how cool the cars looked uh, with the style and the, the paint schemes and all that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, it came to a point where I loved it so much that, you know, I, I one time, one day told my dad that, hey, this is something that I, I want to do. I want to be a professional race car driver. I want to yeah. do what those guys were doing. And so, you know, when, by the time I was eight years old, that's where my racing career kind of started. Wow. You know, um, racing in, uh, you know, go-karts, which is, you know, mostly where I, you would say like a lot of race car drivers would get started. And those go-karts, yeah. you know, if you go to those amusement park attractions, they have a go-kart. And, you know, I, I did that first. And then, uh, you know, moved my way up uh, and drove uh, these cars for what they call mini cups. And uh, if you ever seen like, uh, like just like a regular car, like the one I drove was sort of like uh, a half size version of them. You know, yeah. it was a little bigger, a little more faster and had some great success there. And then, um, you know, then I, I started going more into the professional level by the time I was 15, 16 years old uh, Wow. Uh, racing a truck and it was called the arca truck pro series and i would race uh, mostly in the midwest here in michigan ohio indiana wow. things of that nature and uh you know had some good success there and then uh, eventually um i was invited to be at this program down in florida called the nascar driver diversity program where okay. you know they invite certain drivers of you know me as an african-american female yeah. drivers or you know, divers that are, are not even from the United States, they're probably from Mexico or somewhere else, you know, just wow. kind of give them an opportunity to kind of help, help them uplift their career so that they can continue to move down the ladder towards a dream. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I didn't, unfortunately, like I didn't, you know, get chosen to drive uh, one of their cars. Like it was a guy named Max Siegel. He was sort of the guy who he's a owner of a, um, race team called um i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember the name you know like uh, he has his own race team you know and yeah. you had an mm-hmm. opportunity to drive one of his cars if you did well like in the program and okay. i didn't but uh you know nascar saw the potential that i had in me and it was that type of exposure that i needed because now they gave me an opportunity to go to get up to nascar but the fascinating thing is is that i ultimately uh raced in another nascar series up in uh canada you know they had a pro series race uh um pro series um racing up there in what's called the nascar pinty series where i had an opportunity to race against some of the best canadian drivers in the world you know and uh it really helped me learn just of you know how these pro drivers race you know and i can continue to develop the skills and learn a lot to do what it takes to be a, uh, a better race car driver, Yeah, you know, and then came back to race NASCAR in the U S and, uh, you know, made a, a few starts in what was now called the K&N series. You know, they had two divisions of what was the West and the East series. And I yeah. did both. And uh, now I'm in the, what is the Arca Menard series, you know, yeah. and I made my first start last year, I made a couple starts last year. One of what was in Phoenix in last March. Yeah. And then uh, I was fortunately able to uh, race at the uh, hometown track over at uh, Michigan International Speedway too. Oh, wow. where I, I got my first uh, top 10 in the Arkham Menard series. So that, that was quite nice, a nice and to That's awesome. You. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, of all the big races in the world, whenever you can do well at a hometown track, wherever you come yeah, from, you know, yeah. there's always something exciting or special to it as well, yeah, you know? Right. So to be able to do that was uh, pretty exciting and, uh, you know, hopefully looking to do uh, more this year and uh, continue to move up through the ranks, you know, ultimately I want to make it into one of the top three levels of NASCAR where they got the, yeah. the NASCAR camper world truck series, the NASCAR Xfinity series. And then the top level of the sport is the NASCAR cup series, you know, yeah, like right. I want to get into the top three first 
yeah. then hopefully get to a point where I can reach that, you know, ultimate goal, moving to the very top of the NASCAR Cup Series and yeah. to be able to develop a, uh, you know, more successful career, you know. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Oh, man, that is like your story blows my mind. I just love everything about you and about it. And I feel like, oh, I have like 20 different things I want to ask you right now. So I'm trying to organize myself <laughs> and just let it sort of figure out. Um, I'll start with just one of the things that got me so excited to talk to you is I grew up in a racing family. So um, my my mom and dad were both car racers. So in uh, Ontario, Canada, so not far from Michigan, you know, we're just across the bridge, basically. So when I was a kid, I have two brothers and we would when we were growing up, I mean, our weekends were spent, um, you know, in the driving somewhere in a motor home with a trailer on the back with with, uh, you know, my dad's race car on it. Like uh, he was I remember he was racing Formula Four and Formula 2000. So like open wheel racing. But we would. That was how we grew up in the as a kid in the summers is, is weekends at the track. Um, some tracks that you, uh, you may have heard of around here, like Mostport, Shannonville, other tracks. Uh, this is, you know, I mean, before you were born, but <laughs> I'm old, as you can see with the gray. But those tracks have seen some miles since then. Yeah. So, I mean, for and then and then my mom, my mom was one of the first female Dry, like race car drivers we have she's we still have like newspaper clippings from the 60s and 70s with featuring her as like you know wow. the first race female race car driver in the area standing there in her you know her uh racing suit on like you know leaning on the car where they're holding her helmet like looking like a cool awesome. badass badass lady yeah that's really awesome <laughs> yeah and then my my her brothers all raced she had three brothers they all raced so it's actually like how my parents met is in the racing community, which is, you know, really cool. And then when we were kids, my brothers and I, like we, as, and I'm sorry, I'm being so long winded, but we, we all uh, were into go-karting as well, which is as, as people who are listening, who may not be familiar with racing as, as Armani mentioned earlier, like a lot of, a lot of uh, kids who are interested in racing, that's kind of your early entry into the, the sport is is through go-karting so we did a lot of that uh i didn't end up racing like my both my brothers did um i was i i loved driving the car the cart when we would practice on like an empty track or in parking lots and things like that but the idea of being on a track with other people freaked me out a little bit because because you know not knowing now like i didn't know then that i was uh, am autistic uh, I just I was diagnosed recently in my 40s. So I'm so curious about so many things about you because I'm just like. Me too. It's just amazing. So I, I'm really happy to talk to you. And and I, and, and I, now that I've just spewed my mouth, I don't actually know what my next question is. But but <laughs> um, um, you are open about being autistic in the racing world, which is really cool. And I guess the first obvious question is, like, how do you how have how have have racing and autism like how do they interact in your brain and and, and in your life how, and how do they how do they work together um i think you know with the racing and autism thing you know i mean i think with being with aut being autistic you know i mean we kind of have this ability to where you know we can always focus and concentrate on certain things that we like and enjoy, you know, and yeah. I think uh, for, for my sake, you know, uh, cars and racing, you know, just sort of came in my DNA, you know, it was just yeah. sort of something that I really enjoy. And, you know, no matter what other things were going on around me, you know, yeah. racing was the only thing that um, I could think about. And so, you know, I mean, I think it's just, you know, you start, you know, wanting to, learn more about something you enjoy and then you you kind of want to try and get involved with it as much as you can and so yeah. you know i mean i think really you know by the time you know i got started with racing you know um there was always the concern of 
not only with like how am I going to raise people around me, but like it's yeah. it's also the speeds too. I mean, yeah. you know, you think about it uh, like in racing, like especially in the bigger levels, they're going like 180, 190 miles an hour. Now you try to drive your road car on the highway, <laughs> that sounds dangerous though. But like on a on a racetrack though, but like you know, it's just something that I knew that. I had to get used to. And I, I think with me, I, I just always like to be fast in something, you know, yeah. I never wanted to try and do something in a slow way. I always like to do something fast, like just nice. go quick, go as fast as I can. And, you know, every time I'm in a race car, you know, strapping into that helmet, turning that engine on and, you know, ready to go out on the track, you know, it, I sort of see me being in the race car, as sort of my comfort zone, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, the yeah. passion that I just draw into, you know, and yeah. really um, like things move so fast on the racetrack that, you know, that kind of level of focus and concentration is something that you have to have. you got to know your surroundings and what's happening. Yeah. You know? yeah. So every time I'm in a race car, you know, everything that I may be thinking about that's not related to what I'm about to do, you know, all that gets completely shut down and all yeah. I'm, all I'm worried about is just going out there, driving as hard as I can, yeah, driving as fast as I can. And hopefully by the end of the day, you know, we can finish where we need to finish at the end. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I think about like, um, like I remember just going back to being a kid in a go-kart and we'd go to this big, huge parking lot at this college on a Sunday. Cause there'd be nobody there. It'd be empty. And my dad and like a couple of his buddies, we my brothers would be there with go-karts and they'd set out pylons and create a track on this parking lot. And we would just go around and around. And I, I think about like <laughs> that f- hyper focus of the brain to like each corner, like see the line and take the line. And then, you know, exactly, you kind of know <clears throat> next time you come to that same corner, you got to go a little bit earlier, or a little bit later or break a little later or just like, you're kind of get this hyper focus of just always looking mm-hmm. for like microscopic improvements in the way you took each corner, <clears throat> excuse me. And I can Absolutely. see how that could be like just such a great feeling to do that professionally and like do that and how like utilizing like your brain to just like go fast and, and, and do that and have that hyper focus. I mean, it just sounds, I'm like, I wish I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and you, you mentioned as well, and I, I forgot to point that out too, you know, even with that focus and concentration, you know, you, you got to take each uh, racetrack as knowing that, you know, sometimes you're going to have to drive it as differently as other tracks. So like you mentioned, of, yeah. you know, where you have to lift all the gas, where you have to break, where you have to get yeah. off the gas, the corners, you know, like, the corners is where, you know, it's the difference between, you know, beating, beating somebody off the corner or down the uh, straightaway and losing it as well, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just, it's all, it's just trying to memorize of just where exactly you need to like point out each racetrack of like, you know, where you have to break, you know, yeah. where you have to get on the gas, where, when it's the best time to try and turn in, you know? Uh, and so those things are important as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did you, um, when you were a kid, I mean, in this, we're going to get into a little bit of the ableism conversation, I guess. But like when you were a kid and you said, hey, I love this thing. This is what I want to do. Did you, were you met with any resistance from, you know, family, friends, like community of like, no, no, son, like you can't do that. You're not that's not for you kind of thing or were people really supportive from the beginning i think you know like throughout my life you know i mean i i'm kind of grateful to have the kind of support system i have from my family i mean i i think like by the time i was diagnosed with autism you know they they knew it was going to be a challenge for me and and no i felt like no matter what i did my, yeah. my parents were going to support me no matter what. And so, you know, when it came time to, you know, when I told my dad that I wanted to be a race car driver and, and, you know, with racing, there was a time where, you know, racing was viewed as, as a dangerous sport is yeah. where like those drivers go out there and you, you never know if it's going to be their last race because, you know, yeah. so unfortunately something bad could happen to them and you don't wish it upon them. And so, you know, my, 
they, they could have told me, you know, Hey, I mean, racing is not for you. You should try yeah. something else. But, um, they, they kind of understood early on that, you know, cars and racing was something that I loved and that, you know, if I ever decided that, you know, that's something that I wanted to do in my life, that my, yeah. they, they were going to support me. They were going to do everything in their power to help me to achieve the dream that I wanted to achieve no yeah. matter what, you know, and still that's to this awesome. day, you know, they, they still support me. They still, you know, we've, we've gone on this long journey ever since I started racing at yeah. eight years old and, you know, can see, continue to work hard, to, like at least being a professional race car driver, you yeah. know, at least I've, I've accomplished that, you know, we're, we're always striving to try and do more and just try to continue yeah. on this journey, continue my racing career, you know, because that's yeah. just something that I love and, yeah. you know, they understand that. And, um, you know, I'm just, very grateful of the type of support system I have, you know, I mean, yeah. in racing, you know, you, you can never get in by yourself, you know, it, it's no. totally impossible mm-hmm. to try and do everything by yourself. You just don't see that a lot today. You've got to have people that believe that, you know, you can do a certain thing and that they're willing yeah. to have your back no matter what. And that's yeah. just something that I have for a long time. And, uh, it, you know, it's definitely important. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, you made me think there about yeah, the, the, the dangers of it and the perceived dangers of racing. I mean, autistic or not, even just non-autistic kids, I could see a lot of families being like, no, no, we don't want you doing that because that's just, it's a dangerous sport. Um, I mean, less, you know, it's, it gets safer all the time, but I mean, there's a history of, I mean, and no matter how safe you make it, it still has, it's still more dangerous than playing soccer, you know? So I yeah. can see how parents like, you know, even without, even with the kids who are, are, you know, not autistic, like could still be like, no, no, honey, we don't want you doing that. Like, you know, absolutely. <laughs> like I just, every mom's nightmare is their child going, Hey, I want to be a race car driver, you know? Yeah. Sounds like you had like a very, very supportive environment growing up. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's just something that, you know, you have to have, you know, like, um, you know, as much as you want to do a certain thing, you know, you, you want to have people that, you know, support you and believe that, you know, you can achieve something in life as well and that they're willing to have help you every step of the way, you know, that's very important. Yeah. And could it be that autism and driving go together in some way? Like the, like the, the danger, like high level performance component of what you do, like does having, autism like it's hard to because I mean, you would how would you know the difference but do you think it's actually like it could be an advantage to you um i definitely think it can be an advantage you know i mean, i think you know with racing there's always uh, a challenge and a, a certain skill that you have to have with uh you know driving you know i mean yeah. requires you know you have certain techniques of just you know how you like I mean, again, just like how you approach the track, you know, kind of pinpoint where to lift, where to break, where to get off the gas and, you know, living a life with autism is also a challenge. So I, I think, you know, the combination of the challenges that you have to have early on with having autism and then the challenges that it takes yeah. on the track, you know, where acquired a lot of skill behind the wheel. I think those things really match up together. And for yeah. whatever reason, yeah. I just kind of found it to fit and something yeah. that you know i needed to get involved in this that's awesome yeah <laughs> it's funny because there's a lot of <clears throat> excuse me sorry guys i've got something going on in my the tickle in my throat today so <clears> throat> oh, it's all right <laughs> a it's lot right. of yeah. uh like there's a few different uh like facebook groups i'm in for you know autistic people and there's always lots of interesting conversations going on and i've seen a few around driving and and it seems to be, I mean, and it, I'll preface this by saying, you know, the famous quote, if you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person. We're not all the same. We're all different. The, the, but there can be some sort of general patterns that you can see. But I, it, it's funny because a lot of a lot of autistic people uh, either don't drive or don't drive until later in life. Like I didn't get my driver's license until I was 35, which is like. I was totally the black sheep of my family of coming from a family of, of, of drivers and racers and motorcycle riders. And, you know, uh, but it was, everyone was like, that's so weird, but I was terrified of 
driving my whole adult life. And then at 35, I got my license. And now I just love driving like any excuse to get in the car. I, I'm like, I'm game for it, you know, um, which is sort of uh, funny to me. Like if someone's like, oh, I need to go pick something up 12 hours away. I'm like, I'll go. I'll go. Like, I just love I love being in the car. So it's interesting that you just like, you know, just at a very young age, just went that thing. I want to do that thing. Like, that's awesome um, that you gravitated towards it. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, and, and I was also excited to see uh, when I was reading about you that, yeah, you, and you mentioned it earlier, you spent some time in Canada, you raced at Delaware, which is a track that I know. Cause it's like very close Speed to where I, grew, where I, very close to where I grew up. So again, like we would go there on, on very often sit in the stands and watch, watch races. And, uh, you know, either my dad was racing or some of his friends were racing. And it, so uh, how did, how was your time up here in Canada? How'd you find it? Oh, I don't think I had a, a much better time. You know, it, it's kind of fun when you can race in a different country that you're not even from, you know? Yeah. And then just sort of get to soak in the type of racing environment that these, uh, Canadian fans, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, drawn into, you know, and, and, and they were some very nice people, you know, I, I had a great time, you know, um, you know, we would have autograph sessions, you know, I, I don't know yeah. if I've gained a little more fans in Canada, you know, than I did in the U S I mean, they were very friendly, you know, it, it made yeah. me feel welcome just like as the only American in the, like coming up in the series, just trying yeah. to get a head start, you know, and, uh, yeah. When I, when I heard that, you know, my, I was going to make my first star in Delaware, you know, I, I, I tried to not to think that, you know, that Delaware speed was actually in Delaware here in the U S no, 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 it's not in the state of Delaware, <laughs> in, uh, Canada, you know, so I had to make sure I get that right. But, uh, yeah. you know, mainly, uh, I, I had a really good time and, you know, like, um, Delaware speedway was a fun track too, yeah. you know, cool. a good little short track and, uh, you know, um, you know, then had the best qualifying in the world, but the main thing was, you know, just to try and finish the race. And, um, yeah. you know, some cars had a uh, trouble, they uh, wrecked out, like they tried to win the race on the first lap. And, you know, we just kind of carved our way through. And uh, I think yeah. we finished at, in like 13 or 12, but like from how our day was, you know, it, it was pretty good. And then, yeah. you know, along the way, it was just, you know, getting to learn, just getting that more seat time, you know, because yeah. I mean, every race, you know, like you're always learning something, you know, you always want to take some positives, but you also want to take some things of thing of something that you want to improve, you know, that's yeah. mainly how you have to approach it, you know? Yeah. And then the next race, you know, just make sure you try to improve in what you're trying to improve, you know? So yeah. I think I only ran like a limited schedule up there in Canada, but you, yeah. know, you know, every race we went up to, you know, I had a really good time and had some great runs, you know, it, it made me, it really improved my racing skills. And, you know, I knew like how to race, like uh, with a certain level of drivers, like, I mean, these are professionals. So, you know, like yeah. you know, I had to step my game up, you know, and eventually, you know, it caught me and, you know, I was able to race with certain people. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. How does it, how does it work in, in, in racing? Like as far as like mentorship and coaching goes, like, uh, you know, obviously in any other, like in a, you know, basketball or football or something, you play for a team, there's a coach, there are several coaches, but in racing, like how, how, you know, when you got into it and your family got into it, I, did you have anyone in your family that a, like, had any connection to racing or knew anything about it and in it if if so how did that work and if not like how did your you you guys figure out how to navigate that world and then get you know people helping and coaches and mentors and people to work with yeah so uh to answer your one question my family didn't actually come from a racing background you yeah. know like they had no connection to racing like the only thing i could say is um you know one time uh, um one, one time my uh, dad told me a story um, of how, like, in 2001, like, how he watched that uh, Daytona 500, yeah. um, that race where, um, unfortunately and, and tragically, Dale Earnhardt was killed, you know. And so, uh -huh. like, it's not like my dad never, like, wasn't 
like he didn't came from a racing background, but like yeah. he kind of knew a little bit about racing because, you know, at yeah. one time, you know, NASCAR was pretty popular. So, I mean, yeah. I think, you know, by the time I, I, I got started racing, you know, like it's just something my, my, we just had to kind of learn along the way. It's just like, not only like, what did I had to do on the track to, you know, move myself up the ladder racing, but what are the stuff off the track, you know, with like the, the business side, you know, yeah, we had yeah. to make a, a lot of connections with people that had more racing knowledge than we did, whether yeah. it was like people that own the track or, you know, um, yeah. whether it was us trying to, you know, tell people like about our mission, our, my our story with me being autistic and that, you know, is something unique and special that maybe people wanted to get on and, and try to like continue along the journey with us, yeah. you know? And yeah. so um, I think it's just more of just taking the initiative and just like tell, just tell certain people about our story, yeah, you know, and seeing if they're willing to help us along the way and, you know, um, us like continuing up the ladder, you know, yeah. and reaching that ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's that was something I was going to ask you about too. That, yeah, like navigating that world because the world of racing, I mean, there's so much more to it than just what happens on the track. I mean, you you know, you you obviously when you're behind the wheel, that's what everybody sees and 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 but I mean, racing is it's um I just know from, you know, growing up in that world and seeing it, it, it it's it's a it's a really expensive sport and it's 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 not you know it's like again like to compare it to like soccer you just need a a a a a field and a ball and you're playing soccer it's it's so the barrier of entry to playing soccer is what like 15 bucks to buy a soccer ball and then you're in you're playing so you know and obviously like there's leagues and stuff when you're a kid and you're going to spend a little money on that you got to get a uniform whatever but like racing is like um, you know, it's, it's a really expensive sport. And if you're going to get somebody to sponsor you and, and, you know, uh, put you in the driver's seat, like they've really got to believe in you. They've got to trust you. They've got to believe that you can, um, do well and also like represent them or represent, you know, whoever, like, do you find in that, in the racing world, the people you encounter, whether it's, you know, the, the community or sponsors you're, you're going after things like that. Have, have, have you found that world supportive or have you had some, some struggles too, or people that I, I, I imagine some people see you and they go, Hey, this is a, a great guy, a great story, like a, a good driver. Like we want to, we want to support this. And I imagine other people might be a little hesitant and go like, I'm not really sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, you know, when we tell people, about my story and you know what we're really trying to you know accomplish you know it's they definitely see that as something that they want to support but you know it, at the end of the day it's just seeing like we're in a world now to where you know like in the world of racing like it's not so much of let, let's try to find the best possible driver you know no matter what type of funding you know or what type of sponsor he brings to the table let's just get the driver who can drive this car yeah. Now it's kind of more of like, you know, hey, you need to have like a certain amount of funding, you know, or sponsorship, you know, you got to bring something to the table, you know, yeah. and if that you're not willing to have something on the table, then it's just like as much as they want to support you, you know, they, there, there's nothing really else that they can do, you know, because they're, you know, they want to be more dependent on, you know, their business and, you know, what it, on what, what they're really trying to affect. And, yeah. and that's the important thing, you know, is just to tell people what your mission is, uh, what's your story and what you're trying to do. And, yeah. you know, you got to hope that, you know, that, that they see it and that they're willing to invest in what you're trying to do. And, yeah. you know, that way you can continue on and do some of the things you try that you need to do, you know, on yeah. the track to keep moving up down the ladder, you know, and just, yeah continue to get that recognition to let your name be put out so that people can recognize you and learn more about you like uh, we're doing today. And, you know, hopefully, you know, when that happens that, you know, more opportunities will come at you and that, you know, you're will and that 
you know, whatever you're, you're trying to look for, you're trying to struggle for, you know, you're, you're finally given that chance and that yeah, now you yeah. can show people what you can really do. And so, you know, that's really the important thing, you know, yeah. it's just being able to make those certain connections, you know, make, make, help people believe in your story and what you're trying to do yeah. and, and hope that they can invest uh, in what you're trying to do. So that way you can um, get more chances and opportunities. Yeah. Well, um, hey, Drew, like when we uh, when our podcast blows up and we get like a big Spotify deal for like a hundred million dollars or something, I think we'll come back and we'll we'll sponsor Armani and we'll we'll get the big Life Autistic podcast logo on the car. We'll sponsor. We'll spon- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, 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 <laughs> I think Armani. I think Armani's business outline could help us move forward with some sponsorships. So yeah. thanks for the. You know, I, th- I think it's so. Yeah, it's so critical to like a understand what your brand is, and then you know, it's sort of like once you're focused and you have your mission, then those that align come on board, and those that don't don't. Like, what has the response been within the autistic like racing community for you, Armani? Um, or, or or are you are- the only one in the autistic racing community? <laughs> um i'm sure there's um more out there you know maybe it may not be in nascar but it may be in other places you know um i recently got a chance to um get together with this um team called um Eprin. you know it's basically like a, a british sports car type of team where you know they kind of you know like they have a a group of drivers that have certain disabilities whether it's autism whether there's people in a wheelchair or something you know oh wow so you know there's a a couple of uh autistic drivers probably in the sports car world and then you know and also in other places so i mean yeah i think you know the response in the autistic community they see it as inspiring they see it as hope and that you know they see that you know hey man they're like this guy's can accomplish this dream of being a professional race car driver, then whatever yeah. dream we have, we can accomplish it as well. You know? Yeah. I mean, all it takes is, you know, putting in the time and the commitment for what you love to do and the hard work yeah. that it, it takes necessary. Yeah. And really, if you can do, do those three things that, you know, yeah, you know, your, your dream can possibly come true and that, you know, you, you have a chance to achieve and have some success down the road. So, you know, it's just yeah. willing to, you know, like find something you love and, um, you know, just work hard towards your dream. And I think in the autism community, you know, they see it as a, a, a symbol of hope that there yeah. is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that, you know, yeah. just because you have autism doesn't mean you can't accomplish great things in this world, you know? And yeah. so, you know, I mean, we're coming in, we're, we're, you know, just, you know, you just can't, can't ever give up no matter what you have, you know, and you just got to keep pushing forward. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's such an important, um, it's such, that's such an important message to get out to people. And I mean, that's, you know, obviously one of the things that we're trying to do here in our own little tiny special way is, is just, you know, just keep having these conversations and, and anyone, I mean, there's kind of like two, two, I've sort of discovered in this podcast, there's kind of like two streams that happen that are both really neat. And the one is I, we get messages all the time from autistic people saying that, Hey, we appreciate hearing these conversations and hearing other people's stories because we can relate. And, and it's like getting our stories out there. And then we get also messages from people, neurotypical people saying, Hey, that we we're really appreciating this podcast because you're giving us a little insight into what it's like being autistic. And, you know, I've gotten several messages from people who might have like an autistic friend or family member or something. Um, I got one a a month or so ago from this woman who her, she's like in her maybe late twenties or 30 and has a brother who's in his early twenties, who's autistic. And she's, um, a huge part of his support, you know, and she messaged me and just said, you know, I've listened to a bunch of these episodes and it's like the stuff you're describing is exactly like my brother. And it's really helping me understand how he thinks and how I can relate to him and how I can help him. And I think that's, 
you know, it's just been really gratifying to be getting those kind of messages from people. Um, and this is like, I mean, talking to you is so cool. Like, I just hope there's people that can be like, holy crap, this guy's like racing cars going like 800 miles an hour. And it's like, that's possible. Like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know? Um, Cause it is all possible. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. there's no limits on this stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know, in, in life, you know, not, not everything is perfect. There's always yeah. some challenges that you have to face down the road. And, you know, autism is one of them, you know, early yeah. stages, you're going to have challenges and it's just a matter of how you're going to overcome it. How are you going to approach it? You know, are yeah. you going to let it get in the way or are you going to find a way to break those barriers that autism can possess and, yeah. you know, just try to find the person that you want to be and never let autism come into mind. And yeah, you know, have that confidence that, Hey, you know, I can do this certain thing, you know, like, I'm not worried about how other people view me or, you know, what they think about me, you know, I'm more worried about, well, what do I want to be? What is it going to take to get to where I want to be? Yeah. And that's another thing too. It's like, we, something that I hope we can, you know, slowly get across is, is like being autistic is, like part of who we are it's a big part of who we are but it's not the entirety of who we are and like you know i might be autistic but i still like have all the same complexities and foibles and things that any normal person does like i still i could still be a grumpy asshole some days and 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 be a really you know like like it's like you know what i mean like i think there's a there's a human element people can sometimes forget where they sort of just view somebody as autistic and think they only think about them as in terms of autism, but it's like, well, no, I just, you know, like we all, you know, we, we, we're still just humans and we have the same kind of fears and dreams and desires and hopes and all the same stuff. It's just like the, the way we experience the world is a little bit different, but inside, like we're still, um, you know, we have flaws, we have all that other good stuff. It's like, you know, we're not trying to say we're perfect or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, everyone is different in their own way, but sometimes they can be different in their own unique way. You know Mm -hmm. I mean? Like you said, you know, I mean, we may, us as autistic, we may be different. We may see the world a different way than, you know, others without autism may not have, but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're still human beings, you know, we're not the most perfect people in the world, you know, but like, you know, we're human beings, you know, that understand that, you know, not everything's perfect and that, you know, sometimes we got to face challenges like uh, other people do and find a way to overcome it. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's just the main thing, you know, I'm, I'm, that's really that's really what it's all about (laughs) yeah it's true it's like i'm sitting here looking at you i'm talking to you and i'm i i see i mean excuse me for saying this because i'm quite a bit older than you but like i see this kid who is inspiring the hell out of me who's like just you got this awesome smile you're smart you're you love what you do you're doing you're living this awesome life and i aside from being autistic i also have these thoughts of like how are you juggling like school and family and racing on weekends and like having this career and also like just being like you're 20 now, but you just, you were just came out like being a teenager, like being young, like having a life, having fun with friends, having, you know, uh, dating, like all these things. I'm just like, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's like, I'm looking at you, like, just, how do you, He's so balanced. It, yeah, yeah, he's a very balanced you, individual. I mean, aside from being autistic, you just have to, like, racing is a thing you have to balance in a whole full life of, of being a young person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it, it's funny because, like, um, with racing, you see a lot of race car drivers, you know, the interesting fact about it is that most race car drivers, like, don't usually go to college. Now they may graduate yeah. in high school, but like they know that, you know, the earliest they can get in the race scene, you know, the more opportunities they get. Yeah. So sometimes they may want to skip the 
college part and just want to go the racing right away, you know. But the yeah. important thing is, is that you don't know how long you're going to be doing racing for, you know. Like yeah. us race car drivers, we want to be doing it for as long as we possibly can. But it's yeah. like 15 to 20 years, but we know it may not always be possible. So yeah. to me, I try to, you know, to me, I felt that it was important to just try to get a college education. You okay. Know, to one day, you know, get a degree. So that way, you know, when, you know, it's time to hang up the helmet or the steering wheel that, you know, yes. I can maybe use that kind of college degree to find other things that I think I'm good at. Yeah. And, you know, just try to look for opportunities there, you know, because, you yeah. know, not every day is the end of the world. You know, life goes yeah. on and, you know, sometimes you love a certain thing and, you know, you may not do it for a long time or you may not like it. And, you know, you got to yeah. find something else to do, you know, which yeah. is why, you know, for me. I try to, you know, do college, but also do racing. And, you know, you're right. It wow. is kind of, it can be a, <laughs> That's a challenge just from, you know, where like racing starts in the beginning of the year, like February, January to then like in November, you know? Yeah. But, you know, for me, it, it's worked out pretty well, you know, yeah. I mean, especially with college, you know, um, not all classes ha are in person, you know, there's classes yeah. that I can find that, you know, I can do them online and I don't have to worry about going, yeah. class, you know, I mean, the only thing I would need to worry about is just make sure I, I don't forget my laptop and just carry yeah. it with me wherever I go. So yeah. I don't miss any homework or anything. <laughs> you know? So uh, um, it, 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 I felt like from the beginning, it would be a little bit of a chuckling app, but right now, not really. I'm able to kind of manage yeah. it pretty well. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm just picturing you like at the racetrack, like in between, you know, like you've, just sitting there like in your racing seat with your laptop, like I'm just going to bang out some homework right now. And then, you know, put my helmet right. on a little while and get out there. Right. I just got like a, a quick homework. That's got five questions. Don't worry. It'll take me five minutes and then I'll yeah. be back in a race car. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, dude. Do the oil change and I'll get this assignment done. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Does your, uh, like when you go uh, traveling to other tracks and stuff, do your family come with you? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, out of my family, my dad is the one that's gone to every track that I went to, you know, yeah. but then there's uh, some races where, you know, um, my mom and maybe my grandparents, you know, they, they have the time to travel, whether it's yeah. short or long, you know, they, they like to come out and, uh, yeah. you know, support me, but you know, they, you know, with some racetracks, some races I get into, you know, there's always, they're always broadcasts on, uh, television whether oh, it's cool. on uh, nbc sports or fox yeah. sports yeah. one or fox you know like you know if, if there's ever a race i'm into that i know that everybody's going to be able to watch and even my own family can be able to watch you know they'll they'll probably watch it on tv yeah. and so you know i mean you know and they like my family can be a little bit nervous, a little bit scared sometimes. I mean, like, again, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out there on the racetrack with other cars going 180, yeah. 190 miles an hour. You, they don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, I'll get into a crash, which hopefully that'll never happen. You know, yeah. like, I, I expect to, you know, get to, I expect to start on the green flag and then get to that start finish line and check a flag. You yeah. know? So uh, that's yeah. all they're hoping for. But, you know, they're, at the end of the day, you know, they're out there, you know, they know this is something I love to do. And that, you know, again, they're just continuing to support me, you yeah. know, not only off the track, but on the track as well, you know, just yeah. being, uh, you know, a cheerleader of mine, you could say. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's pretty fun, you know, just, uh, you know, half family and fault. That's for yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's Who's a better driver, cool. your mom or your dad? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean... You don't have to I, answer this question. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would <laughs> be honest. I, I mean, they're, they're not bad drivers, you know. I mean, they do drive <laughs> safe, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm, I, I guess, like, you know, they would prefer me, you know, to drive, uh, drive for them, you know, and they be in the passenger seat knowing, like, you know, I, I drive everywhere I go on the yeah. racetrack and then even on the road, you know, like, but for me on the road, I, I always try to be careful knowing that on the road, there's always some limits. There's always a speed limit. There's always yeah. traffic rides. And I try yeah. to remind myself, <laughs> if there's no racetrack, I can't drive 180, 190 miles an hour wherever I go. I got to drive yeah. 70. I got to drive 45. Like, 
I gotta take it slow and I gotta be careful out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you just uh, secured sponsorship for 20 years right there with that statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, at least being a professional race car driver, you know, I always know that I have a responsibility of, of what I'm doing off the track. And especially when I'm driving yeah. on the road, making sure I don't get a speeding ticket or making sure Absolutely. I don't go out there driving recklessly. I mean, that's always important as well, you know, because yeah. if, ever, if anything mm-hmm. ever came on, social media if i ever did something wrong and it's got to show up on the newspaper or on the tv yeah. coverage or social media then you know I, I know i'm in trouble so you know yeah. i always try to be careful when i'm on the road yeah well that's kind of interesting i never thought about that aspect of it that you have to being doing what you do you have to um be conscious of your image and your your like how you would be perceived if something would I mean, God, I think back to when I was 20 and man, like, I'm so glad social media didn't exist because, oh, if there was a record of everything I was doing, it would, it would not be good. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I think. Stay tuned. That's a future episode. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you, you know, really you just have to be, you know, self-aware. You got to understand what you're getting themselves into, you know, and yeah with being a race car driver and, you know, people drive on the road all the time. Now I understand that that is my image that I'm a professional race car driver. Yeah. Anything that I do on the road that I have to be careful not to do things that, you know, anybody else would do, you know, yeah. like, I mean, you know, I can't drink and drive, you know, I can't yeah. be speeding. I, I can't do all these reckless things. You know, I, I got to show that, you know, that not only that I can go fast on the racetrack that, but I can also, be responsible on the track as well you know and i yeah. got a certain responsibility for that you know so it's just something you know you just gotta keep in mind you know when yeah. you try to do certain things and not get yourself into so much trouble yeah no absolutely yeah. um yeah i love like hey after this COVID thing is, is is you know calms down a little um we're not that far away so drew we'll have to drive down to michigan sometime we'll, we'll keep we'll keep track of uh we'll follow your social media and see when you're racing and stuff. And it'd be really fun to come down and watch you race sometime. Or if you're ever, if you ever end up doing any races up in Ontario, Canada again, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'd love to come. We'll see come, you. We'll come be, support. Be so fun. Have you ever been to a, a, a car race, Drew? Like F1 when I was a kid, but it's, okay. it's on my list. Like it needs yeah. to happen All soon. Right. Well, we'll go this summer. I'll take, you, I'll take you somewhere, but that's awesome um thanks man yeah, yeah it's all good uh drew do you got any any uh thing you want to ask armani about right now well i just like i noticed a parallel as much as ryan says you know we have eight viewers we have more than that um but i noticed like in the same way that ryan is becoming sort of like an ambassador within the autistic community it seems like you are like happy to 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 you know embrace that ambassador role i think it's just so fabulous yeah, thank you. You know, and um, I think it, it, it kind of came over time where, you know, like as I was moving up in the race scene that, you know, we, we knew that w- we needed to have some sort of platform, you know, and we need to have some sort of cause to where we could use my race scene to help give back to the community. And, you know, with me being autism, like being autistic and knowing that there's so many individuals families or you know or somewhat you know that been impacted by autism that you know we just need to needed to create something to where you know we're kind of helping to you know increase awareness and inclusion for autism you know like kind of recognize those people give them that sort of hope you know something to lift up their spirits to where you know like with autism you know they 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 don't have to give up on themselves, you know, like they know that certain things are possible and that, you know, whatever dream or something that they really enjoy in life, you know, if that's what you want to do, go for it, you know? So it's not so much, you know, with me wanting to race because that's something that I love to do, you know, like I I do the Mm -hmm. racing just to kind of, you know, help um, give people with autism the inspiration to you know want to find something that they enjoy to do as well and so you know we just felt like that that was something uh important to you know do and you know i wanted to try and be 
you know, the face of those people that, you know, I can yeah. relate with, you know, and just give them a reason why, you know, like autism is not such a bad thing and that you can use it more as a strength instead yeah. of a weakness. Yeah. That's was there stuff. like any hes- hesitancy at all? Was it, was there any, like, I don't know if the, like, was there any resistance or did you, were you just like, I have to do this? No, I don't think uh, there was much resistance. I, I mean, it's just, we, we kind of thought about it. Like I talked with it with my family and, you know, we, we kind of all came to agreement that, you know, this is something that, you know, would like, you know, bring out um, great exposure, you know, like if yeah. we can like use the platform of autism and just sort of, you know, spread that message um, yeah. all the way around, you know, towards, you know, on track and off the track, you know, that, we can do much more big things than what we're doing right now, yeah. you know, with my career racing. And so, you know, that's so it, good, man. It, it wasn't so much resistance. It's it just something that we, we felt like it was necessary for us to do. Yeah. And I think that that's so positive and kind of parallels what I was saying earlier. I think it, it's so positive in that. I think you're, you can be a symbol for autistic people especially like kids or something growing up to go, Oh, wow. Like this guy's doing it. That's awesome. And you can also be, a, you know, demonstrate to neurotypical people not to assume that you can't do what you're doing or that anyone can't do something because they're autistic. It's like, you know, Oh, this guy's out here. He's competing. He's going as fast as everyone else. Like he's doing it. It's like, hopefully that'll help you know, with some misconceptions out there in the world about, you know, do you, in, in all that being said, do you, do you feel any pressure to like represent the autistic community or do you just kind of feel like, Hey, I'm just me doing what I do. Um, I wouldn't say there's a lot of too much pressure, you know, I mean, I think it's just, you know, really, you know, me just being me and just yeah. continuing to spread the message of autism, you know, yeah. and explain to them why it's not such a bad thing and that you can do amazing things in life. You know, if you go out and yeah. try and you believe yeah. in yourself and, and, you know, stay encouraged. Um, I mean, I just, I, I just think uh, really, you know, it, it's just important for us to, you know, really, you know, increase the awareness and just to have, people recognize you know where me, some people may see us as quirky or weird just because of what what people think autism is you know yeah. but really it's more important to give them a direct knowledge of what autism is and, you know just help yeah. them understand there there are there may be weaknesses but there are also strengths to autism as well mm-hmm. and that, you know we may be more different than what people see us in but at, at the yeah. end of the day you know i mean we, we have our life's challenges, you know, and yeah. it's, it, it's only up to us to, you know, not let autism get in our way and, yeah. you know, just to overcome those challenges, break those barriers and just decide what you, you really want to be and what you really want to do, you know, like yeah. it's not the end of the world, you know, I mean, with, with people, with kids that may be impacted with autism, you know, they have a long life ahead of them, you know, yeah. and really like we we just want to like just give them just a simple of hope you know just to keep pushing forward and to never giving up and you know whatever it is that they enjoy and something that they want to do growing up you know go for that dream it is possible you know like like i said before you know i mean if you put in the time the commitment the hard work and what you love to do you know it is possible you know it's just a matter of you taking that initiative just to say, nope. I mean, I know like autism, you know, it's not something that, you know, I wish to happen, but I know it's something I'm going to live through the rest of my life. And, you know, I'm going to have to find a way to overcome it. You know, I mean, everybody has challenges and, you know, at the end of the day, we just need to not let those challenges get in our way and, you know, just figure out how to, you know, beat it and, you know, open ourselves up to what we really want to be in this world. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Magic Dude, pill question real quick. You rule, man. I love you. You're so <laughs> <beautiful>. awesome. <laughs> what were you saying, Drew? I think it's just quick. Magic pill question. Do you want to phrase it? You're better at it. 
Oh, oh yeah. We ask we ask everybody this: the magic pill question is if you if there was a magic pill you could take and you could wake up tomorrow and not be autistic, would you take the magic pill? You know, I mean, as much as I think about what autism is, as much as I think uh, I would want to, I I really don't. You know, I really kind of yeah. enjoy being who I am because it's just yeah. something that you just don't see a lot you know not everybody yeah. has autism and it's something unique it's something special yeah. you know and like when I when I look at what I've done in my life and where I am now I'm kind of glad that you know I have autism and you know the type of impact I'm, I'm yeah. willing to help get back to others like me you know I definitely don't wish to try and like you know maybe take something and try to completely wash it away you know because I, I think with me not have if I didn't have autism, you know, really, I, I think my life would be totally different. I wouldn't yeah. be like where I am yeah. today, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I think, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just proud to be autism. I'm proud of the things that I've accomplished and wanted yeah. to continue to accomplish. And I'm proud of myself of the challenges that I was able to face early on, just having that early diagnosis and having, you know, like the opportunities to where, you know, the things that I struggled with before that I'm, yeah. I'm able to not let those struggles, you know, get in my way and that, you know, yeah. I've broken those barriers and, you know, um, you know, right now, like um, I'm, I'm happy with how I am today, you know, I'm happy yeah. to uh, have autism. Yeah, man. You literally just man. said like, I just got chills. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Seriously, same thing. I'm like, man, what number are you Armani? Oh yeah. Good question. Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> let's see. I, I've, I've drove a variety of numbers. Like uh, I've dro- driven number four. I've driven number 28, 97, 34, yeah. 12, 01. And uh, so uh, I, I don't really know. I mean, I think when it comes time to where, you know, I can find a home in a race team where I'm in a same number every time, then, you know, uh, Maybe it'll make things easier, but I would yeah. say for now I'm number twelve. But it, it could 12. be different. I don't know. <laughs> hey, whatever number you wear, we are going to cheer that that yeah. number in that car on. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, where? Um, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll make sure, like, what, whatever races I'm going to compete in, that will remind people what my actual car number is going to be, so that way they <laughs> so they can see you on the track. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Just another bit of adversity you have to deal with on the track, right? Not knowing your number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, Armani, where anyone who's, who's, who's listening to this, watching this, that wants to find out more about you, where can they find you online? Yeah, so I got my own website. You know, yeah, people can uh, go to it. It's uh, com. You know, it shows... Um, more about like uh, our foundation with race for autism and what our mission is and what we're trying to do you know there's even a bio that you know if you want to learn about me about my early life and you know where i am now there is there you know and uh, you know you can look at uh, certain social media platforms i have like i got facebook twitter instagram you know it's all at um, team armani racing you know if you want to follow me there and you know also you know We'll, we'll be able to put a, you know, schedule up of what races I'm going to be. So that way everybody can tune in. So, you know, yeah. I, you would probably learn more from, you know, where I am on social media with Twitter, yeah. Instagram, and Facebook. And then also, you know, check out my website, teamarmonderacing.com. Yeah. And, you know, you can learn more about me. And It's a know, slick website. It's a slick website. Uh, and whoever <laughs> did that did a good job on that website, man. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh man, it's been such a, such a pleasure talking to you, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, uh, it's been super exciting for me to, to get to, you know, virtually meet you and, um, dude, I just looking at you and I just think, man, you have the brightest future. It's so cool. I just think like what you've already done is, is amazing to me. And like, I just feel like we're going to be hearing your name a lot. And for a long time, it's, it's, it's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You know, and I, I appreciate you guys having me on, like, this was a blast, you know, I mean, 
conversations like these is what I really enjoy. You know, whenever yeah. people come up to me wanting to talk about racing or wanting to talk about autism and what they have to go through, because, yeah. you know, I kind of think of myself of what I had to go through in their shoes, you know, and I want to yeah. be able to give them a helping hand. So that way, you know, yeah. they can sort of face that adversity head on. So, you know, like conversation, like uh, what we had today is, you know, what, what I truly enjoy and, you know, hopefully many more will come. That's awesome. man. You're, you're in the life autistic family now. So there if you, you ever need to lean on us, please don't hesitate on on air, or off the air. You always have, you have us here, bro. Yeah. absolutely. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Man. And I got one, one last quick question. Um, okay. When you're, when you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're done racing, you're done your, your school stuff. you just need to blow off some steam and have some fun. What's your go-to? What do you do when you just need to like let loose and, and have some fun? Um, yeah, that's a good question. You know, I mean, I, I would say, I would say, you know, um, I kind of like uh, watching movies like yeah. every now and then, you know, that whether it's on TV or whether I go to a movie theater and they always show the previews, you know, whatever a cool movie comes on, you know, I always make sure that, you know, whenever that comes in theaters, we need to go see that movie. Yeah. So like, nice. I really enjoy, enjoy watching movies. I'm kind of more into like the action type of movies where certain actors do certain stunts. It's just so cool how they yeah. do it. Um, you know, I like to kind of take warm, sunny vacations, you know, sometimes, you know, be out of the country and, you know, kind of discover the world, discover yeah. their culture and the things that they do, you know, um, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, I think those are kind of two main things, you know, nice. something to where I can kind of relax and kind of enjoy myself when, you know, I have nothing really important to do and that, you know, all I can do is just, you know, have a good time and have some fun, you know, because yeah. we need a, a little bit of that in life yeah we do absolutely true that right on awesome man well thank you so much um this has been a really awesome conversation i appreciate it and uh uh yeah hopefully we'll uh do a follow-up and do a part two one of these days yeah definitely i appreciate you guys having me on it was a blast awesome thanks man so we'll uh anyone who's who's listening check check out uh uh team armani racing.com you can find out more and follow um him on social media and uh, look for him on the uh, future at a podium near you, spraying champagne all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations all right. on all your on all your successes and everything you're doing for the community, Armani. Uh, thank you. Really appreciate it. Right on. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Right Take on. care. Bye-bye. Thank Have you. Have a good day.